0: another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton I'm your host, Jeremy Greer this week we're joined by a lady by the name of Catherine Catherine contacted me after I put out the call for um, your stories and your kind of history with the Souls games, and we traded a few emails back and forth, and so I had her come on the show Um, she was delightful to talk to, and I think it made it for a delightful episode Um, if you would like your story to be shared or if you'd like to come on to the podcast send me an email at dguspodcast at gmail.com or tweet at me at dguspodcast and we'll see what we can do in the meantime enjoy the episode Was your first Dark Souls game or Demon Souls game?
1: Yeah, I, I start. I started with Demon Souls. I um, I bought a PlayStation Three really late in the game. Um, it was actually you remember that big PlayStation Network outage they had when a bunch of credit card info got compromised. I do. Back yeah, 2011. Mm-hmm. It was during that, and I remember because I I picked up Demon Souls in the store, having heard a little bit about it, and decided to wait to play it until PSN was back up.
0: Probably a good idea. Yeah. What uh? What yeah. did you What did you what have you heard about what had you heard about Demon Souls? Mostly
1: I'd heard that it was incredibly difficult. That's all anybody ever <laughs> talked about at the time, which is a little frustrating in retrospect. It's like, yeah, that's great, but what about the rest of the game? Um and I feel like that can be kind of off putting to people who might otherwise play it. But everyone just keeps going on about how hard it is, you know. Um were you like an RPG fan uh, at that I, time? Like what, I, what kind of games were you At the playing? time I was really into RPGs. I think I just played Persona 4. And so I was also really into difficult RPGs. Um, so I thought it would be difficult along the lines of Persona 4. And eventually I, I booted it up and could not even get through Boletaria 1-1. I, couldn't, I kept getting <laughs> um, bodied by that blue-eyed knight at the top of the stairs. Yep. Right before the first Frogate, I just, mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Um, so I put it back down for a couple of months until I heard that hey, it's getting a sequel. Um, later that same year, I think it came out in two thousand eleven, right?
0: Um, yeah, D- Dark came out in two thousand eleven at the yeah. end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So you're right.
1: So I tried to get back into it, thinking I was going to get Dark Souls because it looked really cool from the trailers. And I got I watched a video walkthrough that kind of helped me get through one one, at least at least I knew where to go and some vague idea of strategy and dealt with the blue eyed knight and all that. But I, I had a hard time making progress beyond that point, even with video walkthroughs. so they just I just didn't understand the game. I mean, um, the upgrade path for weapons didn't make any sense, and I didn't really understand what the stats were. Uh, some of them yeah. were kind of vague.
0: <laughs> the upgrade path, the upgrade path, still doesn't make any sense. The upgrade path in Demon's Souls is a labyrinthine nightmare, and nobody <laughs> ends it without a walkthrough. Yeah, but, like um, upgrade to plus three, and then like do a thing, and then you can do something else this, at plus six. This
1: obscure stone from one enemy on one cliff in one level, <laughs> <laughs> and it only has a ten percent drop
0: rate. <laughs> oh my god! I still uh, don't have the platinum in Demon Souls because of the I, weird upgrade system.
1: I did the upgrade one, um, but I haven't done all spells and all rings. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever really get it, because it takes so many playthroughs to get them all. But anyway, I was looking for more videos to help me beat Demon's Souls. Apparently, I just sucked at it. (laughs) (laughs) And I found one that was called Duping with Thomas. And I'm like, what's that? And it laid out a whole elaborate item duplication glitch. It's very easily replicable, and sad to say, I used it to gain like 100 levels, and just sort of brute forced my way through Demon Souls. Nice. Every time something got Mm -hmm. difficult, I would just gain you know 50 more levels, and game's a lot more a lot easier when you just have max (laughs) max your health out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Max your health and strength out, and just go go to town. And I feel like it's important to really emphasize how badly that fucked me up for for Dark Souls because. (laughs) When you do that, you don't learn how to play the game. You just sort of brute force your way through it. And so when I got to Dark Souls, I had the hardest time. I just... I didn't understand the system. I didn't understand strategy and technique and anything. I... I was still using the Drake sword when I got to Anne Orlando.
0: Ooh, I, yeah! I think I even
1: beat I beat Priscilla. I think with the Drake sword, and that's about the point where I looked up that that weapon actually sucks. And I walked all the way back through Sen's Fortress to get a plus ten broadsword. <laughs>
0: no, all the way back. And, and that's a long forward. walk too.
1: It is a long walk, and and I went back to Anne Orlando and beat Arnstein and Smell with a with a real weapon. Um, but from there, I still like, I had a hard time making progress. I think, yeah, I, I quit at the at the Four Kings because I just couldn't hack it. And I didn't play Souls for, until Dark Souls 2 came out. No, that's not true. I went back to Demon's
0: Souls and beat it for real. <laughs> so when you beat it, when you, you beat, beat Demons for it. real, like, um, what kind of build did you go with? Like, can you, I, I'm guessing that you went in with a little bit more knowledge and like, okay, these are what these levels mean did, and this yeah. is what this does and...
1: Yeah, I, I played the noble class and I did sort of a strength-magic mix. I had some long-range spells and I did, um, I don't really remember, but it was probably the magic um, falchion, the crescent falchion that you find in 4-1 mm-hmm. that I
0: used. That's a great weapon. And
1: yeah I went back because they were threatening to turn off the servers again like they did every couple of months back in the day.
0: <laughs> and um, they still have it. They're still up today. it's so weird. Yeah, eventually
1: they just kind of said, okay, we're just gonna keep them up. Um, I think it was actually after that time. I met that one was that time was fun though. I met a bunch of people that had never played the game before and was sort of mentoring them through <laughs> with what I'd learned along the way.
0: Yeah, shepherding someone through their first Souls experience is always a lot of fun. Like, you could, you get to do that thing where, like, well, maybe you should go over there and just see what happens.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize they'd never played it before, because I kind of assumed everyone who was on the server would have played it by now, since mm-hmm. the game was quite old at the time. But um, I was talking lore stuff, and they had no idea what I was talking about. Like, oh, <laughs> you've never played this before. Okay.
0: You're brand new. <laughs> was that the, um, like, playing Demons for the first time, like, a lot of people... I know I didn't pick up on anything that actually was going on in that game at all. Like, did you? Were you attracted to the lore side of it, or were you kind of into the mechanics, or what? What was kind of the the draw to the game?
1: Um, I was primarily into it from a gameplay standpoint, but I, from watching videos about the Dark Souls lore, I kind of learned that you could pick up on that stuff from item descriptions and and stuff. So when I went back to Demon's Souls, I, I paid more attention to that. And so, you know, I found the talisman of beasts and paid a lot of attention to the maiden of boss fight and all the location descriptions on the archstones. Uh, there's not as much in Demon Souls as there is in the later games, but it is there, and I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I really, I really like the story in Demon's Demon Souls. I think it's it's not as well realized as I think Dark and um, specifically Dark Souls Three. I think it's really ma- they've really mastered item descriptions, but uh, there's something about Demon Souls like it's something weird and I don't know like it, even now like I still think it's like a oh, it's just weird. It's just odd. Like it's just like reading a book almost like in a different language or something. I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like it's It's just an odd feeling to that game. There's
1: a lot of, um, a lot of room for speculation in Demon Souls. Yeah. It's fun. And I also really liked the boss fights in, in Demon Souls. I liked that a lot of them were puzzles. I know that's not everybody's, everybody's favorite thing but um, I like sneaking around during the old hero fight, and you know, there's like using about the thief's ring four, too. <laughs> yeah, the thieves bring, there's about three different ways to beat Maiden astrea Of course, everyone goes for the best one, which is to murder Garl Vinland first.
0: Of course, of course. <laughs> and then talk to her,
1: um, but there's a couple different ways to do it. It's just it's, there's a lot of things I like about that game that didn't really happen in the later ones. But even even though the later ones are technically better games. I have a soft spot for Demon Souls. Now that I've beaten it for real,
0: and that game kind of holds up too. I loaded it up to help um, a friend out. Actually, the guy that was on the first episode, Lurker, um, I helped him out and just loaded the game up for the first time in probably a year and was like, kind of startled about how good it looked. Like, there's something about the art design that really oh, just—it still looks really nice.
1: I booted it up recently um in anticipation of dark souls 3 i went back through some of the older ones and i thought it kind of looked like an up ps2 game
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't maybe it's maybe because i was i loaded my game and i was in bullet not Bolateria. i was in um uh oh my god i can't remember the name the world three latria i was latria. in uh yeah i was in three two and i think there's just something about that weird like tower thing that you're in that's just i don't know super creepy and awesome
1: it might also be different because my TV is not HD, and so it sort of washes out a lot of the textures. But oh, I bet everything design... looks
0: like an upscaled PS2 game. Then. <laughs> but the, uh,
1: the art design is really cool, though. I and I I love Latria, which might be why I liked Bloodborne so much. Latreia is kind of Lovecraftian as well.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's, I remember. Um... Like, and there's, they, they call back to Lotria so much, even in, they do it in Dark Souls 3 specifically, but, like, Bloodborne, it feels almost like a homage to it, like, entirely. Like, that whole game seems like it was born out of 3-1. Yeah,
1: they just gave up and went full full uh, Lovecraft on that one.
0: Exactly, yeah, like, okay, we're gonna do it. Like, people have been asking for it, apparently. Let's, let's just commit. It's
1: the game I never knew I wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, and I'd, I kind of went into that not realizing... Like that that game twist obviously like I kind of expected it just to be a, a yeah, fantasy souls it was game be
1: about werewolves and yeah. it wasn't actually about aliens
0: yeah know. I just did not expect that at all like were you were you kind of were you how how let's, let's let me ask you this like when Bloodborne was coming up how um into like watching the videos and reading all the spoilers and seeing all the like were you into that or were you just like nope I know I like this so no. I'm just I'm gonna go I, blind I
1: bought a PS4 specifically for Bloodborne that was nice. If that was the only game I liked on that console, it would have been fine. And <laughs> um, thankfully, it didn't disappoint. But I didn't. I watched a little bit of the alpha, or was it alpha or beta? I don't remember. But the um, the network test mm-hmm. that people were doing, and I'd heard a little bit about it. But for the most part, I I stayed pretty clean. I tried to avoid a lot of the pre-release footage um, and go in blind. And I think that was for the best because I was. Really surprised by a lot of the stuff I found. Although I feel like Sony did a pretty good job of hiding uh, spoilers for that one, unlike Bamco has been doing for all the other games.
0: Oh yeah, like I've, uh, I've I have talked up Sony really specifically. Disaster. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've I've talked up Sony a lot about Bloodborne. Just like they handled the launch, the release, the advertising. If yeah, anything, really? I, really? I, don't, I don't think they advertised it enough. Like, I think they leaned a little too hard on the Order 1886, which was coming out at the same time. Like, I think they should have leaned a little harder on Bloodborne, but, man, they did such yeah. a good job. Like, they didn't They didn't market it with wings or anything. <laughs> it was just amazing. <laughs> the chicken wings.
1: Uh, my favorite comment on that was definitely on Twitter, where someone was joking they should make a mod that just replaced the Estes flask with chicken wings. So someone made the obvious joke of chicken breastas. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, of, of course. I, I love my puns. Anyway. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, Sony did a really good job with the release. I think the only real pre-release footage they had was the first like half hour of the game to begin with, up, up until the Cleric Beast. Um, so they didn't really... There wasn't really much to watch anyway, but it was, it was well done. And yeah, I went in blind. I was the first to find a lot of the... Um, secret areas in my group of friends. I found the old abandoned workshop first. I found Canehurst. I found the upper cathedral ward key and had to tell all my buddies about that.
0: Um, it's really fun having like a crew of people playing a Souls game for the first time with you. Um, and like having that that playground effect, I think. Like the, did you get the thing? And did you see this? And I think if you do yeah. this, like she'll move over there and like all of that you stuff. I the, think that's you really get fun. the
1: hidden door at the bottom of the... <laughs> A workshop?
0: Do you have like a like yeah, a? That is was... it, were they all playing with you at the same time? Did you all got? Did you all like buy it at the same time and like as soon as it came out run ran into it?
1: Yeah, I had I had one friend who got it on release, and he told his other friend to get it, and so we were all kind of um, playing it together. Especially since the the second guy was such a scrub; he was so bad at those games. <laughs> He'd never played one before, he was really not getting it. Um, I feel like. Bloodborne might be a little bit easier to get into than some of the other ones since the mechanics are a bit more locked in. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's a little simplified, newer. right? Yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry about what does adaptability mean and all those really esoteric stats that they got going in Dark Souls 2 and Oh man, Dark Souls uh, 2, especially
0: just... with the, the derived stats of like that your fire bonus and your dark bonus, like you Oh know. I
1: I don't F- understand Dark Souls too.
0: <laughs> it's 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 convoluted. I know a lot of people that uh where Bloodborne was their first game. The the guy I mentioned earlier that I podcast with Cliff, um, he started with Bloodborne and then went backwards through the series and like eventually got to demons and played that before dark souls 3 came out but yeah, i bet
1: that was hard just after i played bloodborne before dark souls 3 i went back and played some of the other ones and i kept hitting triangle to heal and yep. trying to <laughs> do weapon arts with l1 yeah and i, every time, <laughs> I, I got hit, and every time i got hit i would play more aggressively because that's what you're supposed to do in
0: bloodborne it was just a mess i'm like a hundred something hours into dark souls 3 and i still think that the there's a rally system like i still try to get my health back
1: <laughs> it, i gotta bring them it seemed like there was a rally system but it doesn't seem to i don't know maybe i'm not maybe i was wrong about the description but man i love that rally system that's oh great. yeah it's
0: so good um it's so good that when they when they remove it from you like when they take it away from you it's so disappointing like when certain bosses just like hit you and take away a lot of your health and you can't respond like that's kind of frustrating for me but yeah yeah god bloodborne think... is so good
1: yeah, I think part of the reason I really clicked with Bloodborne was because it sort of agreed with the playstyle that I was using for using unsuccessfully in the previous games, where I was playing too aggressively, playing sort of a light, fast build, um, and just I would respond to tight situations by becoming more aggressive, which is not really a good way to play Dark Souls. You got to you got to back off and learn when to use your shield and when to strike, and really really think about things. Whereas Bloodborne really uh, um, rewards an aggressive playstyle, and there's really only one build to do, which is the glass cannon sort of light armor, heavy weapon style.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So it works Lo- really Logan's well. Logan's holy blade, oh, not Logan's holy blade. Uh, Ludwig's. The Ludwig. Thank you, Logan. Or the Sorry. The moonlight been...
1: greatsword with the
0: DLC. Oh man, I was so disappointed by the moonlight greatsword in the DLC. <laughs> Really, I thought it was cool. I don't really do arcane builds though, so I didn't play around with it much. Yeah, I had I had a arcane like I built an arcane build specifically because I'd heard that it was in the game and um or in the DLC and had a really good time with my arcane build, like doing fire gems and things like that. But it doesn't necessarily scale particularly well from arcane, um, except for the magic attack. Exactly. So like I got it and I was like, yay! Oh, this weapon is crap. (laughs) Whoops.
1: (laughs) I had a lot of fun with the Borley Gigsaw saw personally.
0: Oh my God! Right, that's so good. The pizza cutter is great.
1: People have no people for a while had no idea how to react to that um, weed whacker move you do with L two. Mm-hmm. Just you could just stun lock them so easily in PVP. It was awesome. <laughs> are, you, are
0: you are you a big PVP person?
1: I am not. I got into it a little bit more with Bloodborne because it's put more accessible. There's not as many builds to have to deal with. So I, I did a little bit there. Mostly if I got invaded, I would just respond in kind. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I never really got into it big time because I suck even more at fighting real players rather than the environment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you, when you get first start going through... uh I lose your East there? What? Okay, sorry. I thought my computer blipped again. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um when you first start going through uh pvp like it's it's so intimidating like when someone in either invades you or some or you you're trying to invade somebody else like it feels like you just die in two hits and the, the other player can take 15 hits like it just doesn't make any sense until you i really think until you do it like a hundred times and then after a hundred times you're like okay i got this <laughs> and you start getting more comfortable with it
1: it's especially hard in, in dark souls with all the lag all of a sudden the guy is behind you backstabbing you and it looked like they were in front of you before and it's just it's a mess
0: um parrying in dark souls 1 and pvp um like you pretty much just have to be psychic like you you just kind of have have to to know yeah (laughs) so like you mentioned dark souls 2 um that's kind of a controversial game in the souls community as i'm sure you know like are where where do you fall in the in the dark souls 2 camp
1: I don't hate it the way a lot of people do, but it's definitely not my favorite. Um, And actually, when I went back and did my big Souls replay, I uh, got to that one and just kind of stopped. I have the Scholar of the First Sin edition. um, And I played the vanilla game before I sort of muddled my way through it. But I haven't beaten Scholar of the First Sin yet, and I just I got to that one, and I kind of didn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) And part of that was fatigue from playing two games in a row, and part of that was just that I don't like dark souls 2 nearly as much um, yeah there's
0: something there's something weird to me about dark souls 2's uh like animation i think i think that's yeah, what that
1: they're kind of floaty if people have said I, I agree yeah
0: yeah like it's um it, it feels like all of your weapons are made out of styrofoam like, yeah. like if, you, if you're swinging a giant sword around like it just doesn't have the heft that dark souls 1 or 3 has or even and bloodborne I
1: did, and i did notice that the uh 60 frames per second version everything seems to be moving at double speed which is i don't remember from the from the base version of the game from PS3 so i but it's it just seems really strange everything seems to be moving too fast
0: <laughs> yeah i feel the same way when i watch streams of dark souls 3 with people playing on pc because it runs at 60 and- yeah. there on PC like it just looks off just like Dark Souls 1 looks totally weird to me at 60 frames per second yeah, and, apparently uh, this
1: is a common problem with upresing games that were at 30 up to 60 everything kind of looks a little bit weird unless they uh, <laughs> they program it for 60
0: and and breaks twice as fast which is always amazing that's yeah that's <laughs> a fun glitch <laughs> well, I guess it's not really a glitch but
1: is it a bug or a feature yes uh, yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did play that one, but I didn't really like it as much. And so, when I finally got to Bloodborne, it all kind of clicked into place, and I I got it, and I understood. I understood how to play a Souls game now, kind of, and I felt like I really was succeeding at Bloodborne in ways that I hadn't in the previous games, and that's why I ultimately decided to go back and try Dark Souls One again, and this time it went much more smoothly. Um, it's amazing. <clears throat> it's amazing how much easier that game is when you actually know what you're doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, bit of foreknowledge touch in that the game is.
1: Sword this time, yep. wasn't constantly level grinding. Well, that was something <laughs> I had to really emphasize for my two friends when we were playing Bloodborne together. It was like, guys, level grinding is not a substitute for getting good in this game. You can beat the game at the lowest level possible. Trust me. And they didn't quite get it, but. I feel like after I played Bloodborne, I I did. It's like okay, like, you you can't just level grind your way through this. You have to you have to get good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it, it goes against the grain of like what other games have taught you. Like in normal RPGs, yeah. like I'm just gonna go grind out 20 levels so that I can take on this boss, or I'm gonna spam my attacks so because I'm I know that I can heal really quickly after this. Like I can, and I can get out of it if I need to. Like it's Dark Souls is so different than anything else that. Really came before, besides Demon Souls. That... Like
1: I mentioned, the Shin Megami Tensei, especially the Persona games, and those ones like having a hard time with the boss. Go level up a little bit. Go fuse a new Persona. Go try. Go, you know, try again with a little bit stronger, a little bit different monsters, and that usually works. But you can't really do that with Dark Souls. You can't just change your entire build for one fight, <laughs> um, and Another thing I was doing my first run through Dark Souls, is I was kind of doing what I like to call that was a jackass of all trades build, where I was putting stats into everything.
0: <laughs> a jackass of all trades. That's yeah. like really. I might. I'm going to steal that one from you. I like none. that. Um,
1: it was just I had I had I looked at the build again when I went to replay it. I was like, what was I doing wrong the first time? Everything. I was just doing everything wrong. I had stats in intelligence, strength, dexterity, faith, just. Everything, and when you do that, it kind of despecializes your character and you're not really as strong as you should be, so I did a quality build the second time around um had a much better time, just.
0: Quality builds are, are so much fun. Like being able to use just about oh, any weapon that you come across is just, it's so much, it's so freeing compared to like doing a, I usually do magic builds on my first run. And so like I find yeah. all the weapons and I'm like, can't wait to use that on the next playthrough. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm leveling, the, I don't hard hard have the re- strength requirements to pick that up. So.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a hardcore sword and board player. I always do a strength dex build the first run at least. Um, Just my play style, I guess. Again, my why Bloodborne worked out so well. Um, but I and also as a comparison of how much better I did the second time around, I rage quit the game at the Four Kings first time around at level ninety five, and the second time mm-hmm. around I beat the game at level ninety five. Wow! So it was definitely a lot more efficient.
0: Does that include uh, the, the the around. DLC? The Artorias? That includes it
1: does? the DLC. Yeah. Um, man, the DLC in that game is good.
0: Right. It's, <laughs> it's so, so good. I <laughs> was. I was really, really butthurt, because they, uh, they released the PC version, yeah, um, and the PC version had the DLC, but they didn't release the DLC on the consoles until like a month and a half later. Yeah, and, boy, and I remember was I, I bought it, yeah. even
1: though I hadn't beat the game yet, and didn't play it, because I went to buy it, I thought I hadn't bought it, so I went to buy it, and you already own this, like, oh cool okay <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: oh yeah the dlc is is so good i remember people like um i, I spent a lot of time on the dark souls threads and stuff and i remember people saying oh man i can't believe they just reused the assets in the forest i'm like did you did you well, play the same, did, did you play the same thing i did like even though it's it it's specifically like on purpose like and it's yeah. different
1: and it does look different they have all the cra- crazy dark spots in there and i thought it was great i thought it was really creepy
0: me too. Notorious got...
1: is the best boss in the game. Probably in all of the games? Like Probably in all of the games. He was he was great. I I never felt like I was being cheated, getting just wrecked by him. Even that one time um he killed me and then did five jumping somersault attacks on my corpse in a row. <laughs> okay, you don't you got me, you don't really need to do that. <laughs>
0: i love that um (laughs) bosses continue and enemies do it too like all the enemies in dark souls like even after you die and your character goes away like if if you can see them like if you can still see the screen they're still attacking where you die like they hate you so much
1: sometimes they kind of do the my work here is done thing and walk away but yeah for the most (laughs) part they just keep going
0: that really works out too for um i used to do a karmic justice build and People listen to the podcast have probably seen the videos that I have up on YouTube, but uh, you could do suicide bombs because karmic justice. It took five hits to trigger, and even if you died, if they kept spamming R one at you, like if they, as long as they hit your corpse five times, like it would still explode. So you would be dead and then kill the other person after you died. It was really <laughs> fun. <clears throat> Man, I I was thinking of like the best bosses and. In, in, and across all of the games and I think it really is Artorias and maybe like Lady Maria if you played the Bloodborne DLC. Oh yeah.
1: Love the Lady Maria fight. It's so um, good.
0: That music. Really
1: good. <laughs> and the re- and you know the reveal of looking at her and just realizing that she's the doll and uh all of that lore significance is really cool. Um I know a lot of people didn't like the Kanehurst connection but I didn't really I didn't love it, but I didn't really care about that either. It was just, man, I love Lady Maria so much. She's so cool. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> now, that fight is just, like, I really, like, Bloodborne just nails the duel fights. Like, between Lady Maria and, um, oh, what's his name? Well, I can't remember any names today. Catherine, um, um, there you go. Between Lady Maria and Garamond. And even the... Uh, Oh my god. Orphan of Ka's at the end. Like, that's almost a dual fight, even though it's a monster dual fight. I had a hard time with that one. <laughs> oh my god. I ever think everybody did. <laughs>
1: uh, maybe not as hard of a time as I had with Ludwig, but quite a difficult time. I I started the DLC underleveled because I really wanted to play it. I was like, I think I was level 55 and I had a plus six weapon. Oof. So that, yeah, entire, that entire first area was pretty rough. Um, and really really had a hard time with ludwig i depleted my blood vials two or three times before i finally beat him (sighs) i was
0: uh i was so stoked about the um when they announced the dlc like i kind of got back it got back into Bloodborne, and um me too yeah i've been running chalice dungeons like i got real into the chalice dungeons for a while uh So I was, like, creating child's Dungeons and, like, I was co-oping with people, helping them get their, like, finish out out the game and, like, doing all that kind of stuff. So by the time the DLC came out, my my arcane character was at, like, level 100 and something. And, like... Max blood vials, <laughs> two hundred thousand souls, <laughs> like eighty-seven chunks because I had helped kill so many bosses. Like it was ridiculous. I walked in like as powerhouse. <laughs> was- I
1: started a new file for the DLC because my other file was a uh, new game plus four or something. Wow. I, I just said no way <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was, it was pretty tough i did notice it got significantly easier when i got a plus nine weapon in the next area all of a sudden i wasn't dying quite so much so the up- upgrade path definitely matters
0: oh absolutely yeah to getting getting your weapons upgraded is is really key especially for the dlc are you like do you do you go through new game plus a lot like do you just kind of because i know some people like get to new game plus and they're like okay i'm not going to do that i'm going to start a different character do you find yourself running the games over at harder difficulty you?
1: I usually don't. I did for Bloodborne because so I wanted to get the All Endings trophy, and then it didn't pop, which was infinitely frustrating to me. Oh. Um, but lame. Yeah, and I, again, I was really into Bloodborne, so I, I just wanted to keep keep going. I went back and I did all the NPC quests that I missed the first time. Um, because of did you get any whatever. NPC
0: quest on the first on your first time?
1: I got Alfred's. I finished nice. the whole Kane- okay. Hors- Kanehurst, uh side quest. I didn't get Eileen's because of a glitch, which was really frustrating. She kind of, she doesn't appear in her second location if you beat the Bloodstarved beast too early, mm-hmm. um, or something like that. They might have fixed that by now. I'm not sure. So that one actually took a couple playthroughs to get. Um, right. Are there any other NPC side quests in the early game? I don't even remember.
0: There's, there's not many. No. Um. I mean, there you could do the thing with though. the, with the little girl. Um, oh yeah, I didn't.
1: I did that one my first playthrough, but not until after I'd beaten Gascoigne, so I kind of missed a lot of the significance of it.
0: Um, I missed, I I missed everybody. Like, I didn't get the, uh, the, what's-her-name with the red dress, I didn't get the nun, I didn't get the, the guy that hates you, I didn't get the old lady, like, I didn't get any of that stuff. I
1: think I, no, I think I missed Ariana the first time around. Um... And I, yeah, I didn't really talk to the old lady very much. I didn't get because I didn't use a lot of tranquilizers
0: <laughs> or whatever it is she, that she gives you. Um, um, not antidotes. What is it? It's the it's the frenzy thing, but I can't remember the name of it.
1: Yeah, they're not called tranquilizers, but that's the effect they have. Yeah,
0: yeah it's basically like okay, I just need to shove some drugs in my body to be able to handle is this.
1: A, is it a blue elixir? No, no. I'm not gonna. I don't remember. Up.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, are you? Are you playing Dark Souls three?
1: I am at a snail's pace. I haven't had much time to play it. Um I just got through the High Wall of Lothric. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a I'm a little farther than that. I've I've gone through the undead settlement. Um but yeah, I've I'm playing it very, very slowly, trying to avoid spoilers, but that's
0: hard. Especially I'm sure it's when really the game's tough. been out
1: for a couple of weeks now.
0: It was but, hard to avoid spoilers like before the game came out, much less yeah, you now that it really it's been out.
1: Like an entire month early. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my
0: god. It's it's so such, frustrating. Such a disaster.
1: Oh my god. What were they doing? Especially knowing that it was finished. You could get the English language version. It was fine.
0: I know. It like I, don't I understand w- it. I've had friends that um that like got the three the three sixty, the Xbox One version that you could download and we were just playing it and like just sending me messages like on Twitter, like, Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> really good stuff
1: thanks guys yeah yeah
0: appreciate that
1: (laughs) yeah i i don't all my friends have playstation 4 so they had to wait thankfully they didn't boil me for it
0: yeah Um, most of my crew has a playstation 4 but there were still some of them that um like i I know i know people that actually bought the japanese version with their with japanese accounts and played through the japanese version early like in total, Japanese. Because well, <laughs> they're hardcore
1: in English, so I guess they at least got that part down.
0: Yeah, I, I had a friend say that I can't wait for my real playthrough when I can understand what the hell is going on in this game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Isn't even if the second playthrough, yeah, right. <laughs> what do? You, what's your early impressions of uh, of Dark Souls Three? Because like, kind of, sh- if you did go in unspoiled, like, there's some pretty like. Huge moments right there at the beginning where you're like, "Whoa, the Firelink and Andre and all that stuff."
1: I knew about that, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but there are there are some hints of some cool things to come that I'm pretty excited about, um, and all the little references to Vinheim and such in the in the item descriptions that I found so far pretty cool. Uh, it's a lot more polished than the previous games, which I I like. It looks really good graphically. Um, haven't Haven't used the sword arts and such very much. I'm not really. I understand it, but I don't. Haven't really been able to use it very much. And um, I guess it's sort of similar to parrying in Dark Souls One, where I never really learned how to do it until I had to fight Gwyn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's your parry check right there at the end of the game for you. Yeah,
1: you don't even have to learn before that. You just—it's so easy to parry him. It's unbelievable.
0: Yep, just block and then R one, block and then R or L one, parry the second. Yeah, the uh, the sword arts I think come into a little bit more of a play, come into a play a little bit more when you start finding shields that um allow you to do your weapon sword art when you're just one handing it instead of two handing it.
1: Yeah, I don't have uh, the, one of those yet, which might be part of it. So I'm just using I'm using the starting um knight set shield and a broadsword.
0: Mm-hmm. The swords are so, so good. So good. The like sword. if I had any advice to, like <laughs> just stay stay with the quality or a strength build. <laughs> don't do magic like oh, I, I did. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I intend to do a a quality build. I that's just that's my playstyle. I don't really do well with the magic builds, and I've never really done much with them except for just playing around with them for fun.
0: What um we we talked about like lore briefly, love, when it concerned like uh demon souls, but like after you played Dark Souls for the first time, did you like rush out to try to find more information about the world or would you kind of just absorb in everything in game
1: um my, my actual first playthrough i wasn't really absorbing a lot of it because i didn't really understand the whole item description thing and all of that so i i um at some point i came across a set of videos by a youtube user named Quelog that yeah. sort of mm-hmm. yeah that sort of um briefly explained the lore um that I got really, really into. And I think that's sort of what helped me get back into the game later uh, and keep going with these games. Because really, it's kind of surprising that I didn't just give up on them because of how hard of a a start I had. Um, But knowing these things about the game kind of helped me stay interested in them and get back into them later so I could find this
0: stuff out on my own. Yeah, there is a point that you can reach. And um, especially if you're trying to do everything solo and you're not you're not bringing in help like if you're you can get stuck on a wall of a boss for days at a time and just get frustrated like literally as we're sitting here talking um my buddy sent me a a dm on twitter saying that he's about to quit dark souls 3 (laughs) (laughs) because of one particular boss and i I know he's kidding (laughs) but uh, it's just funny like you, you can get to that point where you're like ah you just have to like quit and walk away for a while
1: yeah that was me with the four kings it almost happened a second time too but i um Instead of just quitting the game entirely, I went and beat this this asylum demon and got the Titanite slab, mm-hmm. and a plus 15 weapon really helped with that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's a that's a DPS race for sure. Like that's sure. pretty much all of it. Yeah.
1: Put on the stone armor and hope for the best.
0: I used to uh I used to love co-oping that as a sorcerer because the the host would generally like go and attract all the attention and I could just sit back and like throw crystal spears at the dude, so which did enormous damage, and we could usually finish the boss fight in three kings. Like, the fourth wouldn't even spawn.
1: I think I had five or six on the screen by the time I finished that fight.
0: Oh, wow. That's so rough. (laughs) They just keep coming, too. They just keep
1: coming. Uh, Did you see that that amazing video of the guy um, waiting until all the kings were on screen? He had, like, he had tons of them and was just dodging them and taking no damage.
0: (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) When you see the stuff, like, uh, that... the the challenge mode people that the challenges people do like it's just it's crazy to me like i like some of that stuff like i did a soul level one run and i've done you know magic only and things like that but i mean magic only it's not really a challenge and dark souls one but like it's just like that stuff just it boggles my mind like the skill involved
1: yeah i've it's i can't do it personally but it's really impressive to see other people just destroy the game
0: yeah, like, and just, like, find these weird ways to, to, beat, to beat everything. I remember seeing, um, there's a series of videos called, um, I think it's, like, the one-shot boss run, where he kills every boss in, like, one hit. Um, How? Oh. It's, it's, it's very impressive. Like, he, he uses power within, and, um, the red tear stone ring, and basically, uh, and one of the shields that heals you, like, gives you, so it, he stays with power within at, like, two HP. <laughs> because the the healing cancels out the power within draining so like wow. it, it's it's really impressive i'll try to find a note for um and and send it to you after the show it's yeah it's a, it's I really a like watching run.
1: speed runs of the games as well and i've been thinking about getting into speed running bloodborne because it seems like that would be easier for me personally to jump into speed running
0: yeah uh i've I really enjoy speedruns too. I, I'm For Bloodborne, um, I don't know if you watched the AGDQs, the Awesome oh, yeah. Games Done Quick. Yeah. Um, and they did, like, Bloodborne was one of, on the last one, was like one of their, I think it was like what they ended with. And
1: No, it wasn't what they ended with. It was one of the last ones. Yeah, maybe that's I what was, it is. I was really disappointed in that speedrun because they used the unpatched uh, base version. That's exactly version what
0: I was going to bring up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I it's was, like,
1: yeah, we've all sp- seen that speedrun now, and you can actually get a better time, I think, on. One of the more recent patches with some pretty cool tricks that I was hoping they were going to showcase, and but then I they, they started up and I see the big black loading screen and I just go, oh no, <laughs> no.
0: yeah, and that, doing and the skip they, and all of that stuff. I just I just don't. It's like doing the kiln skip in Dark Souls one before they patch that. Like I know that that's technically a speed run and it works, but like it it doesn't seem it doesn't satisfy me. That's not what I, that's not actually what I came to see.
1: Yeah, and. Like my sentiments were shared apparently because I could see everybody in the chat going, "Oh God, it's the unpatched version." Are you kidding me? And like, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm
0: <laughs> I trying to, to this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nothing against that runner too. Like he, and the poor guy, yeah. seemed very nervous to be you know broadcasting to the internet for oh. several hundred thousand oh, yeah. people. Um, which, hey, I would feel super nervous about broadcasting to the so internet weird. for. Some, I think the most people I've those, ever streamed for is like 40. Like that was it.
1: Those, and those Souls games are not very uh, speed run marathon friendly as they call it is a lot can go wrong um i know a lot of people in the chat room at that time were saying oh i hope i wish he was going to do all bosses but the all bosses run in bloodborne is super marathon unfriendly you could die at any time and yeah yeah especially it's, with it's... since the dlc had just come out like ludwig maria and the orphan of cause are all run killers <laughs> in a row I...
0: I need to look up some some recent Bloodborne speed runs that don't use the glitch because I kind of fell off of it for a while. But uh, I I haven't seen any like new crazy stuff. Are they are there some really new interesting stuff. I kept hearing like there's the a, pizza cutter would would be kind of cool for that stuff. But that one that
1: know. one I'm not familiar with. But there's um a pretty fun little skip in uh, Yahar'gul, or however you pronounce that where that works um, you, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of at the very beginning of the stage you sort of jump onto one of the railings. And from there, you use the bow gesture, and that causes your character to shift forward just enough that they fall through some of the statuary and land on the streets below safely.
0: Wow, Um, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of fun, Um, and I love stuff like that. And then you can just run straight to the one reborn and and go. Someone discovered a one reborn skip, but it's not very um, speedrun friendly because you have to um, reset. But you jump over, again, you jump over railing, and it sort of... um, You sort of jump over the kill box at the bottom of the screen and land on the ground. You can walk around. The textures don't load in properly because you're supposed to be dead. And you can sort of walk underneath the stage Mm -hmm. and get into the One Reborn arena, but it's nearly impossible because it's the upward, you died camera angle. (laughs) Uh, But from there you can, I think after that you can reload and um, do it again and then walk past the one reborn and just go into the the room with the menses cage people
0: that oh, one's kind so of funny
1: but I'm sorry about yeah, all that's... the noise my cat's going
0: crazy <laughs> oh you're fine you're fine don't don't worry I've got I'm amazed that my dogs aren't crawling all over me because I have one that when it's storming outside like this like he, she just cannot stop but like get in my lap so I'm so glad that she's in another room <laughs> <clears throat> did, you ever, um, did you ever um did you ever try to do the uh, uh the duke glitch and Dark Souls 1?
1: Um, I think I tried it, but I, I wasn't successful the first three times, so I just said, oh, I'll just I'll just play the game like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really want to waste a lot of time trying to skip a, a portion of the level, especially since I'd never gotten through the I, No, that's not true. I did get through the Duke's archive. I just never beat Seath before. when um, I did my second playthrough. But I, I kind of wanted to see it because I felt like I hadn't really experienced especially the late parts of dark souls before
0: yeah the the later parts are like i'm, I'm very fond of the, the duke's archives and of the catacombs and the um tomb of the giants but like it it's definitely a like you're 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 scaling down at that point like you're going downhill like the the, yeah. the, the first part of dark souls only the first half is amazing and in fact watching a friend of mine stream um he was trying to, he was trying to get through Dark Souls 1 before Dark Souls 3 came out and pretty much the chat was just telling him, like look if you beat Ornstein and Smo, you've got the game like you you're good <laughs> that's all you need <laughs> and i don't i don't actually believe that but like i i can see it like i understand where they're coming yeah. from
1: and of course since i was doing so badly on my first playthrough a lot of these later bosses i remembered being really really difficult so i was quite surprised to find that actually they weren't that bad if you know what you're doing um, like for Seath, I went in with the curse bite ring and a better weapon and broke the crystal and beat him up, actually on my first try, I think.
0: Yeah, Seath's um, not bad if you, if you, if you just kind of aware of your surroundings and like you, you know how to leverage your equipment to, to really, like, it, like you said, the curse bite ring or any kind of curse armor. Like if you can do that stuff, you're pretty much golden. Like it's, it's a good fight.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd never fought Nito before. So that one's a little bit tough because he has adds. Um, but that was a fun boss fight too, actually. <laughs> I quite like that one. Didn't like didn't like a single one of the Lost Isolith boss fights but boss fights. Hated all of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lost Isolith. I think even the the developer and the the design works. there's like, yeah, we we just didn't have time to finish that area. <laughs> yeah, it, it
1: looks like they didn't have time to finish that area. Yeah,
0: I think there's literally textures missing on the 360 version. Of like, if you look up from the fog gate, like as you, before you hit that slide, it, like if you look up really? to the right, you can literally see like holes where textures should be. Oh, like wow. it's bad. Yeah,
1: I, I did the mm. cheat thing on the ceaseless discharge where I ran ahead and then left him hanging off the side and hit his hand a couple times. You know That's that not one. A-
0: they, they programmed animation in there that's not cheating like they that's a that's a, that's a like I, I mean like yeah it does feel like cheating that, that fight is really really fun if you do it straight um but it's it can be like really challenging avoiding those weird arm attacks like the hitbox is really crazy it's fun though do you think uh do you think dark souls 1 is your favorite across all of the souls games or do you or all, do no, you love all of your children equally bloodborne. I, bloodborne
1: it's my favorite is, you know, Dark Souls is great and all, but it's not—it's not cosmic horror. That's apparently that's what I wanted from from Soft.
0: <laughs> <laughs> were you at like a were you a big Lovecraft fan before uh, Bloodborne?
1: I, I actually really dislike Lovecraft's actual writing. Okay, I, I cannot stand it. I like it in concept, but not in actual execution. So I like, but I like things that are really derivative of Lovecraft. Um, I unfortunately haven't been able to play the actual Call of Cthulhu game for Xbox because I've never had an Xbox but I'm thinking things like um, oh now I'm struggling to come up with the name of it but (laughs) whoops (laughs) things that are are derivative of Lovecraft I liked um, The Thing and uh, different adaptations over the years that they've done
0: and yeah yeah I've, I was like I knew obviously just from like cultural osmosis like I knew who yeah. Lovecraft was um, but I had never read anything until after Bloodborne and ne- like very, I had watched the purple. thing but that was it
1: very purple prose lots of racism yeah
0: uh, lots of racism. <laughs> yeah, that was um uh watching listening to uh the Bodvar side chat where they went through um one of one or two or three of the stories. I don't remember how many there were. Um I think
1: yeah, they went through the Mountains of Madness and another one, but I don't remember. Yeah, uh, oh, now I, I remember see, what it was, I was talking
0: about.
1: It was um the GameCube Eternal Darkness. That's what it's called.
0: Oh, yes. Eternal yes. Darkness. That's a, a great of. Yeah, that one's really fun. That sanity effect stuff is just really cool. It's so bizarre. I love it. Yeah, I know it's it's really really neat. That's a that's a fun game. Great soundtrack too, which you wouldn't really expect. Yeah, it's a shame that the, the that developer is headed up by a studio guy that's like just an insane person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I I just had never read much of Lovecraft stuff, and I went back, and I'm kind of like you. Yeah, I wasn't super into the writing, but I was very much into all of the ideas behind it, like that whole unnameable unknowable you know knowing makes you crazy stuff like it really appeals to me but the the actual writing i think i read uh the ends or the, the shadow of of rinsmith and which is basically just it.
1: the last area
0: of bloodborne the, which is which, which someone told me like yeah if you dig the, you should probably it's go okay. read the thing And I, oh, okay cool yeah so <laughs> that was the reason i picked up on it it was it was good I, I liked it but like it wasn't it didn't inspire me to go out and read every single thing he's ever written so
1: uh, yeah it's um I just find his writing very difficult to get through I actually um, when I was at the university here I took a class for one of my gen ed requirements I think which is called weird fiction and it went over stuff like Lovecraft and um different fantasy type writers that fall into a very specific sub genre of fantasy horror fiction and I think that we did China Mieville and a couple of other prominent writers and the i was really excited for the lovecraft section and then was really disappointed when it turns out that i actually don't really like
0: lovecraft writing all that much (laughs) i should like this why don't i (laughs) it's so good in concept yeah do you uh like what with the souls games like being kind of in that online community like the the, the whole dark souls online presence is kind of a, a crazy thing like do you get really into the youtubers and the streamers like do you, do you hang out with dark souls people online like what, what's your unfortunately kind
1: of no i um i don't do much with the community i just finally started using my twitter um i i have a youtube channel but mostly since i don't have a lot of fancy recording equipment i mostly just um post videos that I get through ps4 share and most of them are just funny glitches I found playing the games um and other games as well so I don't don't really do much in the community um like I said I might start speed running maybe I'll get into it from there but as of right now just kind of a nobody <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's not true that's not true that's one reason I started the the podcast. Though, is I'm kind of interested in people's like their 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 stories, like how they came to these games that, you know, they don't podcast every week or they don't have a huge YouTube following or a huge Twitch following. So, um, I'm really glad that you you came on and spent like an hour with me talking this morning. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was it was good. Good.
0: But um, you mentioned your Twitter. Is that the best way for people to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, it's uh, humanity upgrade all one word on Twitter. Okay. Uh, don't have a whole lot of followers. Mostly, mostly, admittedly, I post a lot of cosplay stuff. I Excellent. do that too. But oh, cool, uh, every cool. now and again, I'll post a fun screen cap I found on Dark Souls or, um, you know, whatever I can find.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, mm. And as always, I've been Jeremy Greer at JG Greer on Twitter. You can find this podcast and another podcast just a weekly gaming podcast at darkinsight.net and you can find if you're interested in giving me getting in touch with me about your own story um, send an email to dguspodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at me at dguspodcast thanks for listening